0: dance monkey this is your time to shine
1: that's the best you got dance monkey
0: i'm asking you to tell me a story enlighten me
1: i don't have anything it's 10 30 you said you had stuff so i didn't worry about it i've worked my ass off lately
0: i don't have anything this is where you are the people you're letting the people down right now
1: no john you said i've got at least two good cold opens i said sweet
0: and i told you about them and then you didn't like them one was about the guy who went to the urinal and i walked in at the gym and he wasn't using any hands he had one hand on the stall the other hand on the divider he was just kind of hanging out look ma, no hands and you said that's normal for you
1: was he wearing a flat billed hat
0: no but you said that's normal for you i have never seen anybody do the no hands thing before but i guess you said you do
1: I think more men in this world at some point have peed with no hands than those that have not.
0: It's one of life's greatest
1: mysteries. How you haven't, I know. <laughs>
0: Hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the dad's drink of bourbon wherever you are, whatever time it is. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Hello, tired Zeke Baker, three days in a row. I know you went to me a couple nights ago and said, Hey, I'm excited. Let's record. And I said, I can't tonight. And now we're at the third day in a row of you working long hours, compressing things down. And I think uh, I should have got you a couple nights ago.
1: In all fairness, I did say, okay, it's going to be downhill from here.
0: You were right. And now we are at the point that we are at tired Zeke Baker. You couldn't even do a cold open. I'm very disappointed. The people were disappointed. You are letting Geek Shaker down somewhere.
1: Hey, you can point that finger at yourself. If I tell somebody I got something covered, I got it covered. You told me you got it covered.
0: Well, I vetted the stories with you, and and then you must have missed it because you have selective hearing with me. I said, all right, well, I told you these stories, and they both kind of fell flat, so I'm not going to use them.
1: No. Well, normally, I mean, you're just used to that response, then you still roll with it. So that's where my mindset was.
0: No, I told you, all right, well, fair enough. I guess they suck. We won't use them. Interesting. You just don't listen to me.
1: I mean... The attention spans only so long. Clearly, this would have been at the tail end of the conversation when I would have drifted off into oblivion.
0: Yeah, it's okay. I'm used to it. You're kind of like my wife. She doesn't listen to me either.
1: Yeah, but see, I at least give you a, a little bit in the beginning.
0: <laughs> so today's show is sponsored by CassCartel.com, the premium spirits marketplace that is changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol. You can go on there. It is very much a convenient play at cascartel.com. Things are going to cost a little bit more in the allocated department because you don't have to stand in line. You don't have to be in a raffle. You don't have to camp out overnight. You can go to cascartel.com. And get these allocated releases that are all coming out during bourbon season delivered directly to your door. You can also get daily drinkers that are more on par with what you would pay in a store. You can find that out by going to Cascartel.com and follow them on Instagram at Cascartel. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at premiumbarproducts.com where you can get the official Dad drinking bourbon Karen glass and you can also get premium laser etched glassware like the Tua glass, the Neat glass, the Glen, the Wee Glen, Tipsy Rocks glass, all sorts of stuff. If you need something in bulk you are a distillery or a store or a bourbon group reach out to me i'll get you in touch with carson and Janie and vicky and all the good folks over at premiumbarproducts.com and they will get you hooked up but go there get the ddb glenn you know you want to everybody's doing it zeke i got past all that since you're tired we are going to get right down to business today We are drinking the 14-year-old Old Old Fitz thanks to a media sample from Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill announced the release of their fall 2020 edition of Old Fitz bottled in Bond straight Kentucky bourbon whiskey at 14 years old. Comprised of barrels produced in fall of 2005 and bottled in the fall of 2020, the sixth national release ushers in the latest Hallmark series to the bottled in Bond legacy. What I want to bring up here is it is the sixth different release right Zeke comes in 100 proof 50% ABV it's 14 years retail price is 140 we know that because old fitzes have always kind of been doing 10 bucks per year as these things get released now this is the first one that is going to be nationally released it's going to be the first one that isn't just distillery only for 14 year The other thing I want to say, and this is going to be something that I know that you are going to be keeping in mind here. This one features bourbon pulled from different rickhouses at different floors and on different production dates.
1: But all the same season.
0: Yes, sir. Has to be in order to be a bottle of bond.
1: And so this is the first 14 year To get distro outside of the uh, gift shop center thing there in Kentucky or just the first in general to get distribution?
0: The first 14 year, I know that some of the other ones have found their ways out of Kentucky.
1: So you didn't really clarify that.
0: So yes, this is the first 14 year to not be at the distillery. If by saying that other ones have been sold in stores, that answered the damn question for you.
1: Very, very, like, going around your elbow to get to your asshole kind of way. These have been to stores before. It's always been gift shop only.
0: These have been to stores before, but no other 14 has been to a store before. So, like, the 9 and the 11 have been in stores, but never once has a 14 found its way to a store.
1: Well, I mean, they've only done six of them. I mean, how many times is it going to be a 14 make the cut?
0: This is the second. Okay. Well, let's get right to it, because Zeke's grumpy. He needs a nap. Or needs to probably go to bed for the night.
1: You're throwing out facts that aren't straightforward, confusing.
0: Well, I figured your deductive reasoning is pretty high, but what do you think about this one?
1: Evan Hill makes some really damn good non-wheated bourbon. That's
0: a really roundabout way of giving an answer.
1: <laughs> You're damn right it is. Now you know how I feel.
0: Deductive reasoning, I can put that together and figure it out. <laughs> Which is funny to me because you kind of talk about some of the stuff that has been going on. Do you think that they messed up a really good thing? That four year old fits for 15 to 20 bucks. You know, even a young weeder, everybody really liked that and said it was one of the better bottled and bonds. And, you know, there's a lot of great bottled and bonds out there for under 20 bucks. Obviously, you know, you're able to up the price on this, you're able to change things around a little bit, but do you think it hurt the brand? Getting rid of that four year for a bargain bourbon.
1: Well, I mean, you gotta factor in, you know, a fair amount of that it had to obviously be the price. I mean, I haven't seen sales data, but I can't imagine that the seven year bottled in bond that replaced the Kentucky only white label, six year that was fifteen dollars a bottle is selling anywhere near the amount of volume, you know, of, of the its predecessor, so to speak. Now, Granted, they could still be doing even if not better on profits given the, the the price change. But I'm just saying if you're going to try to go apples to apples on it, it's kind of going to have a big asterisk on it.
0: I'll argue this to you. I think you could have put out the four-year bottle to bond at 30 to 40 bucks and people still would have paid for it it would have been on par with kind of what we're getting for the pricing on this stuff here and uh you could have had these things come out as special releases and everything would have been fine
1: well providing a a review in reverse essentially i just have to wonder with wheaters and the fact that in some cases the grain is almost non-influential it's more of a a catalyst or a medium for the barrel could it be that under their, you know, mash bill, wheat grain, they're buying, et cetera. It, it does better at a younger age because it allows enough of the oak to be in there to balance out, but it doesn't get a, uh, you know, top heavy, so to speak.
0: I think in a roundabout way, you just did a review in reverse. Beep beep beep. You know, I've been told I was a catalyst once. <laughs> For
1: what? Like
0: getting the party started. Got to ignite the night.
1: While I was uh, with uh, our good friend Lay picking at a bullet, somewhere a risk it for the biscuit did come up. I'm like, oh, man, that was one of Edward's go-to lines when I first met him.
0: Yeah, you got to risk it for the biscuit. What do you think about this one? Let's just get right to the tasting
1: notes. Nose-wise, I put down that it had a a definite roasted marshmallow character to it it also kind of reminded me of cooked maybe almost overcooked caramel inside of a uh, a pan on the stove um, you know where caramelization has already occurred and it's starting to harden get a little brown maybe a little smoky like oh man i'm gonna get this damn stuff out of here before it burns like burns burns you know and then behind that maybe a little bit of a fresher essence was uh just charred corn that's what i put down Palette-wise, did not find as much uh, diversity, so to speak. The the oak and the char was definitely the primary influence that I picked up on the most. However, I will kind of qualify that: is it it was unique in some ways. It wasn't necessarily hot by any means; just a light little uh, you know prickle sensation. The oak. And the bitter that kind of come in there from the chart, you know, it's not overwhelming, especially for a 14-year that's dropped down to 100 proof. But it is just, to me, the main profile and, and the majority of what I pick up. Even as I revisit it, move it around the palate, let it different parts of the tongue. It's just the main thing I'm getting out of this. So
0: the nose for me, I got buttery biscuits with flowers. Strikes me as a little hot on the nose for 100 proof, but mellows as you give it some air. The more it mellows, the more caramel I get on the nose. Taste. Here's where I differ with you. I take a hard left. This is a really complex pour it's creamy spicy dry wet all sorts of stuff mixed together like a twist ice cream like that vanilla and chocolate twist ice cream i'm not saying i taste vanilla and chocolate in here but i'm saying like it's all sorts of stuff mixed together and the thing that i find interesting bringing up that it's like a twist ice cream is the vanilla and chocolate are mixed together but they're still separate so i'm getting creaminess and spiciness but like some of that stuff never mixes i also do get a fair amount of that oak and char in there but it's not as pronounced as it was on the nine year that we just reviewed that was the spring release and that's funny to me that nine year had much more oak and char than this 14 year did kind of gets into caramel maple fruit oak baking spices pepper like our friend prav would say etc 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 but there was a lot to the taste it was kind of like oil and water in the sense that like the oil stayed in its lane and the water stayed in its lane. Nothing ever really mixed, but there were multiple things kind of swirling around in my mouth at the same time.
1: Can you like break this down into, um, you know, certain sides or even quadrants of your tongue?
0: No, because it was swirling. I, I think more like a, like a whirlpool.
1: So at what speed would you say you're able to swirl but still pick up taste all over the palate without swirling too fast?
0: That's a great question. One of life's greatest mysteries. I think you're focusing on the wrong thing,
1: though. I I closed my eyes and I tried to visualize as you went on this brief, albeit journey, so to speak. All I could picture was, you know, like, um, like, you know, you go to a butcher shop, they they show the pig and all the different parts. I'm like, oh, man, I wonder if Edward is like fully dissecting his tongue here. Then I went to a much more primitive state and I was like, well... Otherwise, the only thing I think I can really picture here is like, a, you know, somebody splits their tongue like a snake where it's, you know, half and half on each side, like maybe some of this on the left and some on the right or something. I don't know where he's going.
0: Well, that's where I went.
1: I'm not sure if that was an answer, but okay.
0: Well, that's not the first time you've thought that. And I've thought the same thing about you, but it's just interesting. There was a lot of stuff in there for me. I liked it. I liked it a lot more than the nine year. I think I liked the four year at 15 bucks a lot better. What's the one that we had with Bernie a couple years ago? Was that the first nine year?
1: I thought it was even maybe the first release.
0: No, it was the second release.
1: I think. Yeah, it was early on. That was a while back, so it was early on.
0: That was probably my favorite one. I liked this one more than the spring release. I did not get as much oak as I got on the one that was five years younger. So, fan of this one, fan of the fact that they're taking different things, putting it together. I think they put some care into this brand. I think they're still pretty open and transparent that they're charging ten bucks a year, getting a fourteen-year product for one hundred and forty bucks, where other places are charging two fifty, three hundred bucks for twelve-year-old Dickel. I'm just gonna say, this one's a bar, and if you want it, go ahead and buy it.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, the bottles, packaging, et cetera, is a you know a nice addition, it looks great on the bar, but for the price you're spending, uh, I don't know the, the juice just doesn't seem to get there for me which you know like i alluded to at the beginning i mean three times a year elijah craig barrel proof comes out it's easily some of the best damn bourbon that comes out every year all three releases inversely these things just are and by things i mean these old fits releases if they're a dartboard the wall is effed up
0: well i think it's fair to say that i agree with you 100% that I would take an Elijah Craig barrel proof. There's not been an old Fitz yet that has made me want it more than I would want an Elijah Craig barrel proof. Anyways, that's our review. So find it at a bar, try it, see for yourself. If you have disposable income, you want a nice looking decanter on your bar, or you think you might like something that has a little bit of oak and jar, or you like my uh, review on it, or you think I'm full of shit and you're on Zeke's side, then fair enough but find us on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon twitter at bourbon dad's instagram at dad's drinking bourbon find us wherever you download your podcast chances are you already have because you are listening to us right now leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink zeke where else can the folks find us
1: good old nashville tennessee and yeah those of you that uh are- Taste this in the uh, near future or not so near either way. Comment wherever you see the posts. Let us know what you think. We, uh, we like to see where we rank most days. Cheers. Ciao.